0: Section 9 of Natural History, Volume 7. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 7, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 9. Book 32, Chapters 48-54. to 54. Chapter 48 Remedies for the Diseases of Infants Dentition in infants is promoted and the gums greatly relieved by rubbing them with ashes of a dolphin's teeth mixed with honey or else by attaching the gums with the tooth itself of that fish. One of these teeth, worn as an amulet, is a preventive of sudden frights, the tooth of the dogfish being also possessed of a similar property. As to ulcers which make their appearance in the ears, or in any other part of the body, they may be cured by applying the liquor of river crabs with barley meal. These crabs, too, bruised in oil and employed as a friction, are very useful for other kinds of maladies. A sponge moistened with cold water from time to time, or a frog applied, the back part to the head, is a most efficacious cure of psoriasis in infants. When the frog is removed, it will be found quite dry, they say. Chapter 49. Methods of Preventing Intoxication. The fish called rubelio, one remedy. The eel, one remedy. The grapefish, one remedy. A sir mullet stifled in wine. The fish called rubelio... Or a couple of veals, similarly treated, or a grapefish left to putrefy in wine, all of them produce an aversion to wine in those who drink thereof. Chapter 50 Antaphrodisiacs and Aphrodisiacs The Hippopotamus, One Remedy, The Crocodile, One Remedy. In the number of antaphrodisiacs we have the echinace, the skin from the left side of the forehead of the hippopotamus, attached to the body in lambskin, and the gall of a live torpedo applied to the generative organs. The following substances act as aphrodisiacs, the flesh of river snails, preserved in salt and given to drink in wine, the erythinous, taken as food, the liver of the frog, called diapetes or calamites attached to the body in a small piece of cranes skin. The eye-tooth of a crocodile attached to the arm, the hippocampus, and the sinews of a bramble frog worn as an amulet upon the right arm. A bramble frog attached to the body in a piece of fresh sheepskin effectually puts an end to love. Chapter 51. Remedies for the diseases of animals. A decoction of frogs in water reduced in the form of a liniment, is curative of each scab in horses. Indeed, it is said that a horse, when once treated in this manner, will never again be attacked with a disease. Sulpice says that if a live frog is given to dogs in their mess, they will lose the power of barking. Chapter 52. Other aquatic productions. Adarca or Colomocnus. Three remedies reeds eight remedies the ink of the sapia among the aquatic productions ought also to be mentioned calamocnos in latin known as adaria a substance which collects about small reeds from a mixture of the foam or freshen of sea water it possesses certain caustic properties and hence it is that it is so useful as an ingredient in acopa, and as a remedy for cold shiverings it is used, too, for removing freckles upon the face of females. And now we are speaking of Adarka, the reed ought equally to be mentioned. The root of that, known as the phragmatis, pounded fresh, is curative of sprains and applied topically with vinegar, removes pains in the spine. The calcined bark, too, of the Cyprian reed, known as the donox, is curative of alopecia and inveterate ulcers and its leaves are good for the extraction of foreign bodies adhering to the flesh, and for the cure of erysipelas. Should, however, the flower of the panicle happen to enter the ears, deafness is the consequence. The ink of the sapia is possessed of such remarkable potency, that if it is put into a lamp, Anaxileus tells us, the light will become entirely changed, and all present will look as black as Ethiopian's. The bramble frog boiled in water and given to swine with their drink is curative of the maladies with which they are affected, an effect equally produced by the ashes of any other kind of frog. If wood is rubbed with a palma marinus, it will have all the appearance of being on fire, so much so, indeed, that a walking stick, thus treated, will light the way like a torch. CHAPTER 53 THE NAMES OF ALL THE ANIMALS THAT EXIST IN THE SEA 176 IN NUMBER Having now completed our exposition of the properties which belong to the aquatic productions, it would appear by no means foreign to my purpose to give a list of the various animated beings which inhabit the seas so many as these are in number of such vast extent and not only making their way into the interior of the land to a distance of so many miles but also surrounding the exterior of it to an extent almost equal to that of the world itself These animals, it is generally considered, embrace 176 different species and it will be my object to set them forth, each by its distinct name, a thing that cannot possibly be done in reference to the terrestrial animals and the birds. For in fact, we are by no means acquainted with all the wild beasts or all the birds that are to be found in India, Ethiopia, Scythia. Or the desert regions of the earth and even of man himself there are numerous varieties which as yet we have been unable to make ourselves acquainted with in addition too to the various countries above mentioned we have taprobani and other isles of the ocean about which so many fabulous stories are related Surely, then, every one must allow that it is quite impossible to comprise every species of animal in one general view for the information of mankind, and yet, by Hercules, in the sea and in the ocean, vast as it is, there exists nothing that is unknown to us, and, it truly marvels fact, it is with those things which nature has concealed in the deep that we are the best acquainted. To begin, then, with the monsters that are found in this element. We here find sea trees, visitors, baleine, pistresses, tritons, nereids, elephants, the creatures known as seamen, sea, sea wheels, orca, sea rams, musculi, other fish too with a form of rams, dolphins, sea calves, so celebrated by Homer, tortoises to minister to our luxury, and beavers, so extensively employed in medicine, to which class belongs the otter, an animal which we nowhere find frequenting the sea, it being only of the marine animals that we are speaking. There are dogfish also, drynongs, cornutae, swordfish, sawfish, hippopotami, and crocodiles, common to the sea, the land, and the rivers, Tunis also, Thinides, Siluri, Chorassinai, and Perch, common to the sea only and to rivers. To the sea only belong also the asipenser, the Doraid, the Ossilus, the Acarne, the Aphia, the Alopex, the Eel, the Araneus, the Boca, the Bashia, the Bacchus, the Batracus, the Bellone, known to us as Aculitae, the Balanus, the Corvus, the Cytherus, the least esteemed of all, the Turbots, the Calcis, the Cobio, the Calarius, which would belong to the genus of the Acelli, were it not smaller, the Colias, otherwise known as the fish of Parium or of Sexita. This last from a place of that name in Batica, its native region, the Smallest, too, of the Lacertae. The Coleus of the Meotis, the next smallest of the Lacertae. The Sibium, the name given when cut into pieces to the Pelamis, which returns at the end of forty days from the Euxine to the Pallas Meotis. The Cordilla, which is also a small Pelamis, so called at the time when it enters the Euxine from the Pallas Meotis. The Cantherus, the Kaleonymus, Or Uranoscopus, the Cynidus, the only fish that is of a yellow colour, the Cnidae, known to us as the sea nettle, the different kinds of crabs, the striated Chemae, the smooth Chemae, the Chemae belonging to the genus of Pelorides, all differing in the variety of their colours and in the roundness of the shells, the Chemae glycimorides, still larger than the Pelorides the Colithia or Coryphea, the various kinds of shellfish among which we find the pearl oysters, the Cochleae, belonging to which class are the pentadactyli, the helices, by some known as Actinophorae, the spokes on whose shells are used for musical purposes, and, in addition to these, the Round Cochleae, the shells of which are used in measuring oil, as also the Sea Cucumber, the Cinnapaus, the Camarus and the Sinus dexia. Next to these we have the Sea Dragon, a fish which, according to some, is altogether distinct from the Draconculus and resembles the jericola in appearance, it having on the gills a stickle which points towards the tail and inflicts a wound like that of the scorpion when the fish is handled. The Eryphonus, the Echinace, the Sea Urchin, the Sea Elephant, a black kind of crayfish with four forked legs, in addition to two arms with double joints, and furnished each of them with a pair of claws indented at the edge. The Faber, also, or Zeus, the Glossiscus, the Glanis, the Gonger, the Gerus, the Galeos, the Garus, the Hippos, the Hipporos, the Hirundo, the Halliplumon the hippocampus, the hepper, the ictinus, and the eulis. There are various kinds also of lacertae, the springing lolligo, the crayfish, the lanternfish, the lepus, the larinus, the sea hare, and the sea lion, with arms like those of the crab, and in the other parts of the body, like the crayfish. We have the sir mullet also, the sea blackbird, highly esteemed among the rockfish, the mullet, the Melanorus, the mena, the meotis, the murena, the miss, the mytilus, the meiscus, the murex, the acylata, the ophidian, the oyster, the otia, the orsinus, the largest of all the palamides, and one that never returns to the palus meotis, like the tritumus in appearance, and best when old, the orbis the orthogoriscus the phager the ficus a rockfish the Palamis, the largest kind of which is called a polyctum and is tougher than the tritomus the sea pig the phthir the sea sparrow the pastinaca the several varieties of the polyp the scallop, which is larger and more worthy in summer than at other times, and the most esteem of which are those of Miscellini, Tindaris, Salone, Altinum, the island of Chios, and Alexandria in Egypt. The small scallop, the purple, the Pegris, the Pina, the Pinotheres, the Rhine or Squalus of the Latins, the Churbot, the scarus, a fish which holds the first rung at the present day, the sole, the sargus, the squilla, the sarta, such being the name of an elongated pelamis which comes from the ocean, the scomber, the salpa, the saurus, the scorpaina, the sea scorpion, the solus, the siena, the ciadeus, the scolopendra, the smerus, the sepia, the strombus the Solon, otherwise known as the Olus, Donax, Onyx or Dactylus, the Spondylus, the Smaris, the Starfish and the sponges. There is the Seathrush also, famous among the Rockfish, the Thinis, the Thranis, by some writers known as the xiphias the Thrissa, the Torpedo, the Tethia, the Tritomus, a large kind of Pelamis, which admits of being cut into three Sibia, the shells of Venus, the grapefish, and the Xiphias. Chapter 54. Additional names of fishes found in the poem of Ovid. To the above enumeration we will add some names given in the poem of Ovid, which are not to be found in any other writer. Species, however, which are probably peculiar to the Euxine. On the shores of which he commenced that work towards the close of his life. The fishes thus mentioned by him are the sea ox, the cercerus, that dwells among the rocks, the orphis, the red erythinus, the eolus, the tinted mormer, the chrysophris, a fish of a golden colour, the parus, the tragus, the melanorus, remarkable for the beauty of its tail, and the epides, a flatfish. In addition to these remarkable kinds of fishes, the same poet tells us that the canis conceives of itself, that the glaucus never makes its appearance in summer, that the pompilus always accompanies vessels in their course, and that the chromis makes its nest in the water. The halops, he says, is unknown to our waters, from which it would appear that those are in error who look upon it as identical with our acipensor. Many persons have given the preference to the hellops before all other fish in point of flavor. There are several fishes also which have been mentioned by no author, such for instance as the one called Sudis by the Latins and spherini by the Greeks, names which indicate the peculiar form of its muzzle. It is one of the very largest kinds but rarely found and by no means of inferior flavor. Perna, too, is the name given to a kind of shellfish found in vast numbers in the vicinity of the islands of the Yuxin. These fish are found firmly planted in the sand, resembling in appearance the long shank of a hog. Opening wide their shells, where there is sufficient space, they lie in wait for their prey. This opening being not less than a foot in breadth, and the edges of it garnished around with teeth closely set, much resembling the teeth of a comb in form. Within the shell, the meat consists of a vast lump of flesh. I once saw, too, a fish called the hyena, which had been caught off the island of Venaria. In addition to these animals, there are certain excretions thrown up by the sea which do not merit any further notice, and indeed ought to be reckoned among the seaweeds rather than looked upon as animated beings. Summary. Remedies, narratives, and observations. 990. Roman authors quoted. Licinius Masser. Trebius Niger. Sextius Niger, who wrote in Greek. The poet Ovid. Cassius Hemina, Messinas. Iacus. Cernatius. Foreign authors quoted. Juba. Andreas. Salpi. Appian. Pelops, Apeelis, Thrasyllus, Nicander. End of section 9